glad you're joining us today for RC Teacher Talk, a podcast focused on amplifying the educator's superpowers in Royce City ISD. Listen as Angela Arledge and Lisa Pogue chat with teachers. Happy 2023 Teacher Talk listeners. My co-host Lisa and I are so thankful and blessed to bring in this new year with you. As we start this new year, we wanted to talk about bringing joy to your classroom. Sometimes in education, we tend to get wrapped up in certain areas such as data or testing or curriculum, but it's important for us to remember that the fluff is fun and very much needed in our classrooms. So Angela, I know you're not talking about marshmallow fluff, so tell our (laughs) listeners, what do you mean by fluff in the classroom? I mean, I do like some marshmallow fluff. (laughs) It's really good with hot cocoa. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny that you are, are, we're talking about this topic right now because um, at the beginning of the year, I always kind of had this idea in mind of creating a training called the fluff is fun. And, um, my thoughts and ideas for that were um, for us to just kind of talk about the small things in the classroom that truly make a large impact. So it's things like building relationships, continuing to build relationships, even past that first week of school, incorporating those um, social emotional learning, uh, learning things into your classroom. And then also like the fun, simple things that a lot of times we feel like we don't have the time for like fun, different fonts and classroom colors and branding and all of that kind of stuff, even though it's stuff that's not curriculum based is so important. One of the things I really like to add when I make slides is GIFs. I think adding those are fun to you. Like there was one where I wanted the kids to number off one, two, three, four. So I found a GIF where the guy was counting with his fingers one, two, three, four, or, you know, I think those are fun. Um, I do completely agree with everything that you said, Angela. I think that those simple things we can easily um, integrate and it makes our classroom, you know, just more engaging and joyful. But I'd also like to add that what sometimes may seem like fluff is also a vital part of bringing the joy to the classroom and the content. Um, When we stop and consider what we enjoy, what makes us happy, whether it's music or movement or connection with other people, we can actually integrate all of those things into our content. Um, Something as simple as when you get the kids in a group to work together, you have them all tell each other, you know, a new fact about them or what's their favorite drink that they like or, you know, just getting those continuing to getting to know you activities, add some music for when you switch up. Um, It really does make a difference in getting the kids to talk and have fun and connect with each other and have that classroom community, which then makes the content go much better. Yes. Well, and I know too, just kind of getting off track of what we were, what we have written down and stuff, but like you were just talking just yesterday about a teacher who, who does that building of the community in the classroom to where when they have presentations and stuff, the kids are so used to talking to one another and getting in front of each other and collaborating that it's not scary. Right. They're so used to it. And We talk about in our leadership meetings about our emergent bilingual students and how important it is for them to be speaking in the classroom. And if you do that on a regular basis with the simple things, um, it makes the more challenging or what would seem like more challenging things easier. Um, And so it does, I mean, I can see it going in classrooms. I can see the differences in the teacher that I guess, I guess the best way to say it is they don't give an out 
for mm-hmm. not speaking. Like everybody, you know, it, it's not like you're on the spot, but I'll come back to you yes. and then, you know, come back to you or using the simple thing like, Oh, um, you know, asking the, the student who maybe can't answer the question, is there anybody in the classroom that could help Angela out? And then once Susie helps Angela, then, okay, so Angela, now tell me what, you know, what did Susie just say? And so we're not giving the kid the out of the, I don't know. (laughs) know, I I was asking some kids in one of the little getting to know you activities as they were getting in a group. I was like, so what's your favorite drink? I don't know. And I was like, well, you got a Starbucks cup there. So do do you like coffee? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> just keep at him. Yeah. We're like, not going away. And I was like, "Well, well, what's your favorite kind?" And she's like, huh, "Caramel, I guess." <laughs> and then, so then later, you know, I was like, "So we had a little downtime." And I was like, "So, um, do you ever make your own coffees?" No. <laughs> I just I just kept you know like pushing it, and I was like, "Well, you know, my daughter really likes coffee, and she got an espresso machine, and she has all the syrups, and my husband loves when she's home for Christmas or the college breaks because she will make coffee, and that's something that they've learned to like together. Um, now that she has an apartment, she took her espresso machine there, so she Uh-oh. can't make Daddy some <laughs> of the same coffees. But he's already told her, "Let's have a coffee date." You know, when you you know it's something that they've started to enjoy together. So just keep you know, digging, you know, and, um, at the, at the kids and talking to them and building that relationship so that they're like, okay, yeah. All right. It's, it's not so bad. It's not so scary, you know, um, to talk. So whether it's coffee or donuts or chicken wings, (laughs) we talked about that in another class. Um, and it didn't take that long. So this year I would like to issue a challenge to our listeners to take some time each day. Let's just start with January instead of the whole year um, to do something joyful, not just for your students, but for yourself. Maybe even try joy journal or if the word journal is really scary to you, maybe just a list of, you know, what brought me joy today. Um, Because I think if we really try to focus on the things that bring us joy, then we're less likely to focus on the headaches or we can go back and be reminded of that list. And you know, when we're feeling down because there's going to be days you feel down, but remind yourself and then, Oh, well that made me happy that day. Maybe I should do that again today. Yes. Yes. I agree. And you know, even think about maybe even trying something new or challenging yourself a little bit. Um, the teacher that we're interviewing today, she has some very interesting ideas that you might want to try out. And I don't know, some might even include a quail, just saying, but she truly brings the fluff, the joy and all of the craziness and laughter to her classroom. So let me just go ahead and preface this, that you guys are in for a real treat today. Today we have with us Chantel Oliver. She's an elementary teacher here in Roy City ISD. So we're going to let Chantel tell us a little bit about herself, um, which elementary school she's at, and you know her educational as well as personal um, experience. So Chantel, it's all yours. All right. Thank you so much. And thank you to the listeners for taking the time to listen to us today. Welcome. Hi, I'm Chantel Oliver, and I am at Miss Mae Vernon Elementary. This will be my fifth year with 
MMV, seventh year as a teacher, but 10 years total. So it starts to sneak up on you and then it you're does. like, it really does. Oh it my goes gosh. by fast, doesn't it? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I am married to my husband, Mitchell Oliver. This is our 15th wedding anniversary. Oh, how exciting. Yes. Congratulations. I know. When you reach 15, you're like, wait, 15? Did I count that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and most of you probably don't realize who he is, but he is our fence builder. He's done all of the fence work for our district. So big shout really? out to him, <laughs> yep. which has been a lot lately yes. with all the safety. Yes. And things so like he's that. been at the high school and May Vernon and Scott, and they keep calling him. Can you take this down? Can you put this up? Can you take this down? <laughs> Sorry, we've got a new portable today. Can you take this down? Can you put this up? Wow. I didn't so, know that. That's yes. awesome. So I just wanted to give him a little shout out because he's kind of behind the scenes and so thanks to him for all that he does because I know it's been crazy and I don't even know all of that yeah oh yeah they call him for all sorts of odds and ends (laughs) um I have three kids who also attend Ray City uh a senior who cannot wait to graduate so (laughs) shout out to all the seniors out there a sophomore and then one fifth grader at Miss Mae Vernon uh, we have, we're very, very busy. We have nine dogs and we raise chickens and quail, which I'm super excited because let's be, let's face it. Like that's the generation we're into. We <laughs> kind of a lost art there. Um, what kind of dogs do you have? They're all white labs. Oh. Yeah. So they're a beautiful, beautiful I lab. have two golden retrievers. I don't know how you manage nine dogs. Well, they're, they're all outside. <laughs> they all have their routine. Again, shout out to my husband for taking care of all of that. <laughs> and quails I do every year in the classroom. So it kind of works out. It's kind of a win-win for us. So I know every year my class can't wait till we do the whole hatching of the quails and keeping the quails in the classroom for a couple of days because that's as long as you can can handle them because they start to you know smell <laughs> so <laughs> yeah birds in cages are kind of oh. messy <laughs> and they always say can we keep them and I'm like sure and then after the day three they're like can you take them home <laughs> does anybody ever want some like to take oh them they them? always want to but I'm like no guys I have a quail farm they're gonna be fine I'll take pictures send them to you because they grow so fast quails are the fastest growing um breeders they can hatch out eggs in about six weeks or so eight weeks wow so quail eggs you can get them very quickly a lot faster than a chicken at eight months so we do them for eggs and they're so really I'm guessing tiny. you never have to buy eggs never have to buy eggs so because that's like you know with the prices of everything going up we yes. started to go into chickens and quails well quails ended up being faster to get the eggs production except they're really small but I mean they're great yeah they're so easy so I didn't realize so I get farm fresh eggs from a lady near me and I didn't realize like that you have to try to train them where to lay their eggs yes yes one time I got a fake egg and my eggs like this is a glass egg and I was like is this some kind of joke no it's a trick like what is it Yeah, Yeah, yeah and so I told her about it and she was well and she started laughing. She's like, I'm so sorry. And then she told me, I was like, I had no idea. And she's like, yeah, sometimes you can use, you know, ping pong balls or golf balls. And, um, and then her, her hens had stopped laying for a while. She said, I think they're laying under the storage shed. And she said, you know, I, I don't know, it would be enough for them. They got this nice nest and fluffed and we take such good care of them. <laughs> but, you know, she's like, so sorry, I don't have any eggs right now. <laughs> so, yeah, they go through gosh. different phases and yeah. that's just what it is. Yeah, when it was really hot, she said that they didn't lay as yeah, much. So. Really hot and really, really cold. They just, they're like, nope, not today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm disappointed 
disappointed when I have to get my eggs from <laughs> yeah. the grocery store. I know. I am because too. Because of the way they taste. They're yes. not as good. They're not the same. Yeah. So interesting. <laughs> I know. I know. There's That's a whole, like, I could spend forever talking about that just because you learn so much. Yeah. And, like, even in the classroom, I we break apart an egg and you didn't even realize that there's like eight different parts to an egg inside and outside. So it's really like, I really get into it. Oh, <laughs> they love yeah, it. Yeah, I bet. So are you the yeah. science? I am not. I actually teach reading and social studies and I try to show like reading is in everything you do. And so that's, I use it as a text features because then you label everything and then you get to dissect it and then you get to bring in science and you get a cross curricular, which is so hard to do as an education is cross curricular. But I try to always cross-curricular when I can and that's an that's a lesson that like everybody comes and watches and I've had a lot of different people they're like when are you gonna do your eggs when are you gonna do this chickens what are you gonna do the quails and do I do a live cam um I have not done a live cam I've only recorded like when they're hatching and because of course they never hatch when you want them to hatch yeah so I always try to record it so they can at least go back and see it and they love it it's funny kids are obsessed with live cams you know, like yeah. they, they like watching, we, well, we watch it here in the C4L lounge. Sometimes yes. we put on the puppies or, uh, pandas or whatever. I should, <laughs> I should do a live cam just to bring in more technology. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about like what grade you teach and all that fun stuff. So I teach fourth grade, uh, reading and social studies. And again, just try to, you know, incorporate everything that you can it's uh, reading is hard y'all yeah. <laughs> it's not black yeah. and white no not at all and kids just don't want to read yeah. like it's so hard so you always have to try to create these lessons and um all this different things and you know every day is a different day and I always try to keep them on their toes they're like what are we going to do today are we going to do this today and I'm like I don't know it's mm-hmm. a mystery <laughs> that's so fun I love that and being at May Vernon is just wonderful I want to give a big shout out to Mae Vernon because you know when you go there it's just it's just a different atmosphere and you just it's just a family and you know you have a lot of support with admin and teachers and co-workers and it's just wonderful it's like I said this is my fifth year and it's been at Mae Vernon um, in a portable all five years oh, so wow. yeah <laughs> there are caveats to that there are like you can control your air which let's really face nice. it that's yeah. nice and so um you know but there are like you get wet let's face it nobody wants to get wet going out to your room but I love it yeah did you know coming so I taught fourth grade for three years but I was always self-contained so I taught all the subjects all the kids all the things and then before that I taught first and second grade which obviously is the same thing did you know coming in that you wanted to do like ELAR and social studies or did it matter to you um when I was first going into education I actually wanted to be a math teacher and I actually got hired as a librarian in Greenville my first year just to try to get experience and to try to see where my specialty was. And um, I was hired as a second grade self-contained teacher the following year. And within a day, they changed me and said, no, you're going to teach fourth grade reading. And I was like, no. <laughs> and they were like, the principal's like, yes, you're going to do great. You know, we see how you are in the library with them. We come in and we've never seen all these live action lessons that you brought into the library. And I was like, but fourth grade, that's star. <laughs> you know? And they were like, no, you'll be fine. I'm like, but it's my first year. And you're like, first year, no, you want me to do star? That's so unfair. Fine. I know. And they're like, no, it'll be fine. I promise. And 
little did I know reading was my specialty and I have only ever taught fourth grade reading wow my entire seven years so you're an expert that, by this point uh, every <laughs> actually I'm still learning different things Absolutely. like you know teaching writing is mm-hmm. mm, that's a whole like it's reading and it's writing yeah it's incorporated but that's a whole thing. Like yeah. I was like, what is all of these things? What's a predicate? <laughs> <laughs> a prepositional phrase? Oh, Wait, I can what? put a motion to that now. <laughs> so you come in my room, we're, we're like hand motions, all these different things like periods and commas. And I do all these hand motions and it's great. That's like, awesome. But and those are things that you've had to learn how to do over the years. <laughs> yeah. I think writing is a lot harder to teach now because of technology like you know when I taught fourth grade we didn't have like kids weren't texting or you know that kind of thing and I think that it's just they don't see good writing as much because of all the things well and it is so much text message like I had to really break that habit of you know they wanted to text their response and (laughs) the text it was fine you know you can teach them to text a response right but BRB. I'm like, you can't say BRB in a, in a response. Okay. You've got to like spell it all out. And they're like, but that's what it means. I said, but the reader, the person reading it is not going to know what BRB is. They're going to be trying to figure out what that spells. <laughs> yeah. And cause that could be anything. So, um, it's just, it's a totally different. And I mean, it is, it is easier this year to kind of mesh it together since it is, you know, um, constructed responses and, you know, shorter responses. So it, there is upsides to teaching writing this year that it's so together versus here's your reading test. Here's your writing test. Here's your essay writing test. Here's your revise (laughs) and edit essay writing test. You know, now it's, here's your reading test. Let's incorporate that revise and edit. And then here's some constructed responses. So that took a lot of pressure off a lot of reading teachers this year. And I know if you're a reading teacher, you're like, hallelujah. (laughs) We don't have to teach this long expanded narrative and expository and all these different things and trying to teach them all these different tricks and oh if it's a picture it's this and if it's this word it's this so took a lot of stress on uh, off of us as writing teachers so let's face it everybody has to be a writing teacher though this year I mean there's writing in math there's writing in social studies there's writing in science I mean writing is everywhere now so but in in reality think about that in life writing is everywhere yes so I mean it is everywhere you go yes and I think that's a better I think it'll transfer for kids to college better because they're going to have to write in response to everything in college. So, and that's what I, I always try to, move. yeah, that's what I always try to tell them. I'm like, guys, there's tests everywhere. There's mm-hmm. writing responses everywhere. It's just not called a writing response. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, it's just so, called something a little different. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, it's just part of life. Cause yeah. when kids are like, Oh man, we have to take so many tests. And I'm like, okay, well think about this. We as adults still take tests as well. You just, you know, it's just different. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. And ours are on the computer as well. And it's also timed and it's, you know, it's the same expectations when you get older. So you just kind of teach them how to be almost like mini adults. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a great way to look at it though. And, and I think you're also bringing in that real world piece to the classroom too. So that's awesome. Oh yeah. And I love to do real world pieces all the time, Yeah, all the time. Yeah. So, okay. For the question of the month, we're going to throw our audience off just a little bit here because 
we just really loved this question and hearing the responses. And so we're going to continue it again. Um, so the question of the month is going to be, if you could time travel, when would you, would you travel to? So I had, a, I had to really think about this one for a little while because, you know, you have the iconic answers of, I would go, you know, to meet Jesus or I would just, you know, all these iconic answers. And so I have to kind of give you a little bit of backstory of where my answer is leading into. Mine is more of a time frame. Um, We started traveling through different regions of Texas. Uh, Welcome to being a reading teacher and a social studies teacher (laughs) and trying to just build more of, like you said, real world experiences. And this fourth grade is still Texas history. Yes, Texas history. So I was like, okay, I want to travel to all these different regions of Texas. So we started going to East Texas two summers ago. We went to every single city just about and it was really cool we have kayaks and we'd go to the lake and all these different places and so through our um, long drives and journeys and all these things we'd get bored so I started looking up all the different history of each city and then it became like this really cool like backstory because we've driven to um, like Silver Springs and all these different places and Wills Point when we got to Wills Point we've gone there so many different times I can't even tell you how many times we went through there to go to Canton and um you know every single time we drove by this like shack looking thing and it was like what is that (laughs) so then when we started doing this research we found out like oh it's Mr. Will's house he's the one that created Will's Point so then we stopped and we got to look in it because it's very open to the public and I was like oh my gosh this is so cool so you start learning about the history of when all of these different um, cities started getting created and everything started getting created in the 1800s when Texas became a state so I would love to go back to the time frame of just seeing all of the different uh, colonies and how they were all created all at once because it's like man who was in charge to just say I want to be the one to have a city I'm going to be a city today so and it just became a really cool thing to road trip through all these different cities so I would want to just see like you know, the 1800s to the 1900s to now, and just watch it all just evolve because that's what we are. We evolve into, you know, each level and then to see like, where are we headed? Well, we're headed into technology. We know that we're in that now, but what's our next phase? Yeah. So it's just really cool to, you know, to think about that. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. And, and I think about Texas a lot of times and we really do kind of have it all here. You know, we've, got areas that snow and then we've got the beach and Mm -hmm. you know just all of these places that like I really haven't even explored you know and so these even those these little bitty small towns like that just taking a drive down yeah I never knew I never knew that about Will's Point and so now I want to go yeah we drive through there too you know (laughs) yeah and like Tyler when we went to Tyler like I was like they have different dirt what yeah it's orange Red. Yeah. yeah it's like orange Red dirt so well, of course Texas. we had to yeah. like collect it because I'm a, you know social studies teacher you got to bring it back and show them all these different things yeah. so our goal is to go to West Texas next summer and keep going but of course West Texas you've got that eight ten hour drive yeah. which yeah. is the three and the four hour drives and the six hour drives to Galveston so we went to Galveston twice yeah. you know Corpus Christi all these different places so it's just that's you know, really fun instead of traveling like to a different state we were like we're gonna travel all through Texas and we've been so amazed by what we've discovered. (laughs) Yeah. Like you've got to go to, there's a little gas station on the way to Galveston that does peach ice cream. And it's not like you're the one that's in, um, Emory, um, the peach farm. Oh yeah. yeah, Like, yeah. yeah. 
it, this is a different one and it's on the way to Galveston and it is a hams. Must, yeah, hams. We always <laughs> I, go there in Terrell. There we go. There we go. I had to think about where it was. Um, no, this one is a different one and it's in a gas station and it is like phenomenal to stop at. It's just kind of like hams where they have like a little farm and stuff, but, yeah. um, they've got the best ice cream it's amazing. Like, and we just discovered all these things when I started researching the history and like what to do while you're in this city. And you know, so I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so blown away by all these things that you don't even realize these little small cities have. I didn't know like Tyler had this cool zoo. And now we go to the zoo there. Yeah. Cause I, I, um, was in East Texas for seven years before. Well, I, I uh, went to Rockwell High School, moved out there for seven years, and then now I'm back. So, yeah, I, I totally get the red red dirt and mm-hmm. the Tyler Zoo and all that fun stuff. So yeah, We had always heard about the Tyler Roses. People always talked about yes. them. But we finally went to the Tyler Rose Garden to see yes, all that stuff. Yes, we did so, that. Yeah. yeah, we went it's to all these stuff. different museums and all this different. Like, we've gone through each things, and it's just the smaller the city, it, it really is amazing that they have even more activities for you to do than you realize start searching up a city and just say what can you do in the city and a whole different population comes up of what you can do and what you know what's free and what costs and all right. these things i was like what That's thank you so texas cool. yeah yeah <laughs> and i get to teach this stuff yeah yeah, yeah. i was like hey win win yeah. that's what we're as teachers were like yeah let's do it yeah i love it um well that's so fun yeah. um so Chantel, I can just already tell that you must be an amazing, amazing teacher with your excitement. Yeah, um, I mean, I can hear the passion. Yeah, and everything I love she it. talks I love about. It. And you're just so engaging, and you're just we're just having a conversation. Yes, so. I love it. Um, well, and I will say that I. When I was a kid, I never, if you would have told me I was going to be a teacher, I'd be like, laugh in your face. <laughs> like, absolutely not. Uh, no, that was not me. And did you not like did school? I, I did not. I struggled. I was one of those kids that like struggled so bad and just, um, it wasn't the best of experience for me, but that had a lot to do with my family life and all of that. And yeah. so, but I mean, you know, having a family of my own now and, uh, getting the opportunity to sub th- for the district, it just, it's opened up a lot of like opportunities and to made me realize like, wait, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Well, it's obvious that you're doing a really good job. Thank um, you. And so, but we want to hear from you. What do you feel like that you do best as an educator? And what we like to say here on RC teacher talk is what is your teacher superpower? Well, my superpower would have to be making connections. That's something I'm very passionate about. Um, every year I can, I tell my students that I can teach them everything that they know, but the most important thing that I can teach them is how to learn from each other, talk to one another, how they're going to be in, in not just in my class, but beyond my class. Um, what can they do to, you know, build a family? Cause that's what we are. We're a class family. Even when I meet parents for the very first time, I'm going to, I always tell them, I'm like, yep, they have a home family and they have a school family. Um, I spend a lot of time trying to just make the difference. And my husband always, he's like, you have no idea what impact you're doing. And cause there's sometimes where I'm just like, I come home and I feel so defeated, which mm-hmm. we all do as educators. And, you know, we just get that very down and dark moment and you know just having the people surround you and say hey you're doing this great job and you just feel defeated but when I teach my students like you know um you can do this and just taking the time to find that one little moment where shaking their hand you know our district is big on capturing kids hearts and that is the biggest part I kind of take it a little bit 
to the next extreme because <laughs> there are so many things that I do, you know, greeting hands is great and getting them in the door. That's where I catch a lot of like, just how are you feeling? Quick, mm-hmm. quick, quick checks, you know, body language is everything oh, for sure. And, um, I can tell instantly if we're not having a good day or if we're having a great day, you know, based on just how you shook my hand. Right. So I catch a lot of that before we even come into the classroom and I do those one minute checks. And then when we're in the classroom, there's all these like, clap teach and turn and talk and you know just all these opportunities for them to be successful and then every day they have to say a poem and it's just about them I am strong I am kind I am brave um, I am a champion and no one can take that away and they Aww. they say it every single day and there's motions to it and and I don't lead this my classroom leads it that they have jobs that they have to apply for every year in August and there's a job if they want one job if they want two jobs, if they want three jobs, however many jobs, but they have to apply for it. And then, um, you know, when they all turn it in, they, they, you know, they get paid for it. So I do like these Oliver bucks and <laughs> at the end of the week. They're like, how much do I get paid? And I was like, well, tell me what you did with your job, you know, and how did you do it? And then we base it off of that. And they think that that's so cool. So, um, another thing, they get to sing a song at the end. It's part of my launch and it's a wrap. And they, they know the words to it and they can't wait because in January there's another song that they get to sing. And, um, it's just like an ad libbed of, you know, it's going to be a good day and they, they love it because it's something that they can connect with. And, um, I'm not going to sing it. Sorry. Well, you know, Miss Tofa sang with us when she came. Oh, well, I really can if you would like. Oh, we would 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 absolutely love it. Angela's a rapper, too. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm, you're going to have to teach me. Look me up on YouTube. I'm kind of famous. Just kidding. But I did really do a rap for my sister's uh, wedding, my maid of honor speech. And it was pretty good. My class would actually love if I did sing this song because they. They always look at me very strange at the beginning of the year when I teach it to them. And then when, um, you know, they learn it, then I'm like, see, I'm not so weird after all. (laughs) So I'm going to put, can I put music? Sure. We'll see if it comes. Let's see. Yeah. We'll see if it comes through. Okay. All right. Y'all am not a singer at all, but you're obviously fine. I'm so excited. (laughs) They love it. Turn your volume up so everybody can hear it as loud as you can. Walk into class and I know my teacher gets me thinking cap on and you know I'm learning quickly. Hey, 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 okay, okay, let's get ready to learn. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a good day. Now slide, drop, learning's all we got. Hey, we're shining. Hey, we're shining. Hey, everyone on your feet. Everyone on your feet. Everyone on your feet. Everyone on your feet. Now do your dance, do your dance, do your dance. Hey, you smart. You your teacher's pet. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> and that's usually what the kids do. They get really into it. They oh sing it gosh. twice. It is so great. 
I love it. I love it. I don't know about you, but I would be so hyped either coming yeah. in or leaving, whichever yeah. one. We do this at so. the end of the day and they jump and it like the portable, everybody, I feel so sorry for all the houses behind me. I'm like, I apologize in advance. <laughs> this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And there's there's two songs, but um, they, they get to choose at the beginning, which one they want at the beginning or at the end. And um, it's just great. Like they love it. They love it. Oh my gosh. Like, it is I, so much fun. I, absolutely love that yes yes I love it too um, that is great that is and great. I have to give a big shout out to Farrah Mackey she's the one that introduced me to this song five years ago uh she was like hey do you want to do this song with me and I'm like mm, yeah <laughs> and well, I was going to ask you to other uh fourth grade teachers have such a fun launch as well well actually Miss Hawkins and I my partner this year she I taught it to her and she's like you're gonna have to teach it to me a couple of times so for the first two weeks of school we joined together and we did it together and then now she does it with me I so yeah that is greatness yep. and yeah. they can't wait they keep asking me they're like so in January we're gonna switch to the other song right and I'm like yes we are I didn't <laughs> forget because that one's it's a little on the slower side but it's the ad lib to old town road and it's called old town school so it's it's again it's like reworded so that it is so fun i i love that that is great it's fun so i can i mean i i can tell that you're a, a positive upbeat kind of person um but you know as an educator i know that and you've already even talked about it like we face a lot of challenges yes. so what is the challenge that just really resonates with you um and that you feel like you're facing and probably many other educators are facing um i know that this is going to be the answer that most people think in their head balance Y'all, balance is so hard. My first year teaching, I thought, okay, I have to do everything. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And I was there till, you know, six, seven, eight o'clock and working on the weekends. And it's like, oh my gosh. My husband's like, you're a mom too. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't but I just got my first job. <laughs> and these kids are so cute and they're depending on me for everything. Yes. And I was like, you told me I was so impactful. <laughs> this is your fault. <laughs> he's very supportive. He's, he loves it. Absolutely. He loves that I'm a teacher. Like he's like, God, just bow. he just blessed you so much. And you just, you don't know, like this class is a perfect class for you. Oh and gosh. all these other teachers say that too. Like they just love you so much. And I was like, I know, but there's, I always still tell the kids, like I still am a mom too and balance um, balance between family and home but there's balance between technology and paper and there's just all this balance between everything so my tips to you as a listener is to just set boundaries for your family time um, a tip that I do is I have my phone set off at seven o'clock there's a way to set it on certain phones to do not disturb and when I started doing that a couple of years ago it, it completely changed the way that I think about what I do do after school. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still work for a little bit, but I, at seven o'clock, that's it. I'm done. Like yeah. I don't open anything up. I don't look at anything and I share my cell phone with my, my parents, but I also tell them if I'm going to give this to you, like, please respect that level because I'm not going to answer you until, you know, after the certain time, which they already love the fact that I share that with them anyway. Um, but then an, Uh, Another thing is that um, meal planning, you would think that that is so hard to, it, it does help. So if you can find just, you know, even just grocery shopping and meal planning with that has helped because when 
we take turns, my husband and I, he'll, he'll set out this for this day, or, you know, he'll say, I'm going to do dinner this day. And, and when we kind of have a, an idea of what the week looks like, it's really made a huge difference. Cause then when I come home, dinner's either ready from being in a crock pot or if it's already, you know, thought out, let's be face it. Like that's the hardest thing to do is like, Oh my gosh, I don't have time. Yes. You know? And, and it's just hard and trying to go out to eat is ridiculously expensive. Yes. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like even fast food is not. Yes. Oh yeah. Fast For food's gotten five. so much more expensive. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, who can eat out every day? Right. <laughs> I'm like, that's a treat now. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. birthdays, holidays, there that's it. Yeah. Yeah, because that's let's face it, that's like every month. Yes. <laughs> There's something every month something to celebrate. On. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh just um spending less time on social media. Like I put an hour limit. And a couple of years ago, I started doing this, just setting myself to like an hour a day. And then now it was like 30 minutes a day. And then I am officially five years from social media. Wow. So that took, it took a long time to get to that point, but, um, that's changed the way I feel about the way things are, um, and the way my balance is because I would come home and get on, you know, some, anything, YouTube and all the different things that there are and just get lost in it and two hours would go by and I'm like oh no wait (laughs) what just happened so I think just really really, brave oh it it was a big decision (laughs) but I was finding myself getting more and more depressed or just like mental health is so big and it you know when you start realizing what was the root or what was the cause of it, you know, and then just like saying, Hey, instead of deleting it all together or, you know, getting off of it all together, just set a limit for yourself mm-hmm. and you'll really find your mood changing because when that happened, my mood completely changed. Now, like I said, it did not happen overnight. Yeah. And I don't suggest to anybody to do it cold turkey because you're going to be <laughs> grumpy and be hangry like, yeah. all the time. Like, you know, like hangry, you know, when you're hungry. It's kind of like that. So it, it did take me a long time. And this year was my first year that I officially deleted it. Wow. But it took two years to finally say, delete. <laughs> And I kept like, but what about this? What, what if this I is going to happen? But, but this is the deal. Like if I still, if I really do need it and I really do want to get back on it, it's still there. Yeah, it's I just, there. yeah, but they're just, y'all, there's so many hackers and that's what they were hacking my account and it just became a bigger deal. <laughs> and I'm like, to me too. Oh, yes. I did nothing yes, better to do than hack your account. I, um, made all of this money with like the coin bits or whatever it is. And then I bought a new house and everything else. Yeah. They well, I sent inappropriate videos so on when I got hacked. Apparently uh, yes. someone sent me a message and like, um, I think you got hacked because I really don't think you would send this. So yes. I was like, well, thankfully my character was strong enough <laughs> They would realize yes, I didn't do same, it. Same, same. Yeah, so crazy. that was what finally made me want to delete it because that's what, at the beginning of the year, I hadn't been on it in like a year. And then at the beginning of the year, I get all these text messages from my coworkers. So thank you for that. And they were like, hey, I got all these invites. And, <laughs> and then they were like, we accepted you. And then... Um, all these things started happening and I was like, that's not me. Thank you. Go ahead and report it. And then I was just like, I'm done. That was yeah. it. I'm like, come I've on. I've reported mine and I've had multiple people report mine, but yes. they still, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's, it's still just there. part of, yeah, it's still yeah. existing. That's why I was like, I'm not going to give these hackers any reason to, you know, I was just done. Yeah. Yeah. Totally get it. Well, that is very brave in this day and age. And I think that 
it's probably definitely really good for your mental health. Such yeah. Good yeah. advice. Yeah. yeah. And advice. for those that are wanting to take that, you know, don't, don't, it's, it is, it's not easy. It isn't. I mean, you, there's a lot of misinformation. So it is hard because so much information goes out on social media. So you just have to ask your friends, guess what? Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm going to conversate with you today face to face. (laughs) So, and it's different because now you actually have to start conversations and, and then you get to listen to other people. And then, like I said, it's a whole different world though, because you miss out on all the social media aspects, but then when you see somebody, you're like, Hey, tell me about yourself or, you know, it's just different. It's different. You view the world differently. Yeah. Yeah. So, So that's an interesting transition into our next topic, which is technology. Um, And we know that at the elementary schools, they just launched their one-to-one Chromebooks this year. So we're excited to talk to you about that. Um, So what do you feel like are some struggles with incorporating technology at the elementary level? I think that sometimes there's just too much technology. And I think teachers feel a little overwhelmed because Mm -hmm. especially if they don't know technology, I'm actually in the C4L, cohort this year mm-hmm. to just get a deeper level of each app that there is. I'm very technological savvy, so don't think that I'm not. That's the problem yeah. is I'm on there too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always trying to find different things. Yeah. Like what else can I do? What else is this? What else can, you know, what else can I pull it in? But there is also positives and negatives to uh, technology because it's so easy to just put a kid on a computer yeah. I mean, yeah. and then say, okay, here you go. Because they love it. That's what they gravitate to. They're yeah. like, what are we going to do today on the computer? And I'm like, today is not going to be a computer day. You need to see that there is balance between computer and classwork and that this doesn't take over as a teacher. You're, it's more of just the tool that helps you, you know, with offering all this opportunities um, to do any lesson. You can yeah. bring it in so easy. Um and there, my suggestion to you is if you are wanting to bring in more technology and you don't know how to do it, there are a lot of people in your schools and you're in the district that know how to do it. And don't, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to reach out and ask because it can be daunting. Yeah. I think too, like when, when they rolled out one-to-one at the high school, I think that high school teachers felt the same thing that elementary teachers are feeling now, Mm -hmm. you know, because, um, they didn't, not that they did not incorporate technology, but not as much because they didn't have the opportunity to, you know, maybe it was a cart, but sometimes the cart didn't work or Mm -hmm. it was rented out by somebody else or whatever the the case may be. And now here you are, you've got these one-to-one Chromebooks and you're kind of expected to use them and, and they are a great tool to use, but yeah, like it's that can be overwhelming. Yeah. Like there's so much out mm-hmm. there. So I think that's wonderful though, that you're a part of that, like learning, um, side of the C4L thing, um, oh, yeah. to be able to just dive a little bit deeper in. And that way you can be like the go-to point of contact for your campus too, yes, you know? Yes. And there's so many people on that and there's so many other people like, um, I'm almost done with my Google certificate level one even. Yeah. So it don't be scared to look into, you know, opportunities for more technology because there's a lot out there. And then my suggestion would just be pick one, pick one, just say, Hey, what lesson am I going to do? And then just add it in and then just 
you don't even have to be an expert at it. Right. Just pull it up and say, hey, be very honest with your class and say, hey, I don't know much about this. We're going to try it out today. Mm -hmm. We're going to do it together. It doesn't need to take an hour out of your lesson, Mm -hmm. five minutes and say, we're going to put a five minute timer up and you guys are going to explore it and we get to explore it together. And, um, and that's what just we're going to do. And that's what I did with Jamboard. I was like, guys, I heard about this cool thing, Jamboard. And I was like, oh my gosh, y'all. Jamboard. Uh, I'm so excited. We're going to jam with some Jamboard. Yes. And so that's what, and so that's what I've been doing. So once a week or once every lesson that I feel like I want to incorporate technology because I try not to do it like for more than, you know, 15 minutes because then they just get so engrossed yes. with the technology that it's like they can't you can't pull them away from no. it and then you're yeah. trying to like go you know I, I guess it's the balance again you're trying to you know have it be your hook well now you've just lost them yeah because they're like okay can we stay on here well we've got to come back to the lesson so I try to do a hook not technology you know more of like your you know just your direct hook to get them into it and then you're like oh but wait by the way I've got this and and so I found flip grids which is now flip so Mm -hmm. which is sounds so weird uh, (laughs) so I had to start calling it flip grid again because when I would say okay guys we're gonna make a flip you know what all my classmates would say oh we gonna do a flip (laughs) (laughs) yep that's to you my classmates (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome so So it sounds like you're doing some really cool tech stuff in your classroom, which is great. So let's talk about relationships. Um, I want you to tell us how you go about, I mean, I even heard you just now, like you called your students like your classmates. So how do you go about building relationships with your, your students and your parents? So like I said earlier, um, I am not as scared to give out my cell that at the the beginning of the year, I am very honest. I'm very upfront. And I think that made a big difference with parents because there are so many apps that you can use. And Mm -hmm. a lot of teachers go that route. And that's, that's totally fine. I mean, you can, any avenue that you help parents with, you're going to build that relationship a lot easier because then they feel like they can reach out to you. They feel like they can, you know, get a hold of you because they have so much anxieties too. And as a parent, I'm the same way. And so when you have that open relationship with them, it just changes the way the classroom is. When you have the parents, you have the student. When right. you have the student, you have the parent. It goes mm-hmm. both ways. And, and you have to capture both their hearts. And you yeah. really truly do. And so the first week I always call every single parent or actually even before this, before meet the teacher, when we're given our class list and we're given our list of phone numbers, I start calling them and I say, Hey, I have this project that I do every year and all I want is one to two family photos. And I, and I say, please don't tell the student that I'm doing this. You know, don't tell your kiddo because I want it to be a surprise. So what I do is I, they send it to me and they text it to me, which is a little easier to do to get. And I print them all out and I have them all, I'm in a portable, so there's not much to hang where to hang. So I've printed out and I put it all on the exterior side of the portable. And then on the inside is their nameplate. So there's like this little picture frame with their name and then their family photo that was chosen Aww. that their parents sent. And when they walk in every year, I've done this for three years in a row. And every year they're like, wait, that's my family. Look Aww, at my family. That's so sweet. And so then they get it in both places and it stays up all year long. And okay, it doesn't require so cool. much. 
it, like it, it required like this year I had to laminate it because it's outside. But yeah. it, other than that, it was like the cheap little stands, plastic stands. They're like three by five and that stays there all year. And so of course, when you have to move a student, it's so much easier because you just pick it up and move it. Now you're yeah. going to get moved over here. And you have a lot of, even in fourth grade, you have some kids who still like home is their home. Oh yeah. Like they don't want to be at school you know, home, they're still like, you know, involved with their family and they don't want to leave their mom and dad. And, and, or you have some kids who have like challenges and they just, they need that comfort. So, and I do this for new students too. So everybody gets their own little plate and their family. And I always tell them to send me two because one is the one that goes on the outside. And then the other one is the one that goes on their plate. So then they have two different ones. And when they walk in, they're just, Oh, that's mine. And then I do another one for their little backpack you know, where their little backpack holds. And so instead of just doing their name and writing their name on everything, you know, it's their picture. So with their class jobs, it's the same way. Their picture is above their class job all throughout the classroom. So when you walk into my classroom, there's, it's not my classroom. And I always tell them that it's y'all's classroom. You get to take care of it. You get to manage it. You get to have all these classroom jobs. You know, I'm just, your like, helper yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it works out really great and they love it because again they get to like lead the class they get to have all these jobs and in January they all get fired so oh. they can't they keep saying like oh January's coming up do we really get fired yes because that's real life yeah <laughs> it's real life and I said if you want to reapply for the same job you can but you have to really prove to me did you yeah. do the job from August to January and if you really want the job again you've really got to state why you want it because other people can take over, you yeah. know, and there are other people who, or you, you might need to get fired before that, you know, so you just teach them those kind of vocabulary words and you get them ready for it now. And it's just great. Like they, it's, that's how, I mean, I spend a lot of time, you know, really, really bringing in the relationship. And so then after all of that, so I'll meet the teacher, they all come in, they're like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. And then the first week I call every parent, regardless if they had, you know, what their state of, you know, first week was Mm -hmm. you find something good you know oh they held the door oh they they just you know they had such a great day it does not matter they find something that they did really great at and call them not just text them not just email them call your parents you will notice a big difference in your classroom when you can call your parents because then once you break that barrier of oh I don't want to call my parents I promise you, once you break that barrier and you get used to calling your parents and you get used to them texting you, it opens up a whole different pathway Mm -hmm. to your year, not just like a little bit, but the year changes. And every year I have a great year because, you know, I start them off on the right side. You start them off letting the parent know that you, how much you care about their kid. And that's really all, you know, that's what we want as parents Mm -hmm. is for a teacher to love our kids. And whenever I'm coaching new teachers and if they get their first little, you know, parent email or whatever, I always tell them, pick up the phone and call them because they need to hear Mm -hmm. the concern in your voice. They need to hear how much you love their kid. Yeah. And I mean, it just means a whole lot. Well, and there's so many things that you can do too. Like I take a class photo and I turn it into a postcard and I mail the postcard out. But Mae Vernon does a really good job about 
giving us postcards as well. And they want us to send postcards at the beginning of the year too. But I do it throughout the year too, because the beginning is great. You get them all, you know, excited, but then, you know, the middle of the year, they still want to feel loved and wanted. So you still have to do that throughout the year. And you can't forget like every day is a new day. Every day you have to treat them with, you know, ultimate respect and when you shake their hand don't just shake it like wiggle shake it you know really get into it and you know the kids love it now they're like can we shake hands yes you know because now you can you're capable of that and you show kindness and it's just it's it's just a whole I love anything that has to do with positivity again capturing kids hearts yeah but taking it to the next level so um Big, big, big difference. Call those parents. Yeah. You will, your year will go by. And then when you actually have to make that not so good call, it's not so bad. They're already on your side. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's not so bad. And I still have, um, five years ago, my very first year at Mayburn, and I still have parents that will text me and say, Hey, my kid is doing this or I'll reach out. I tend to reach out and say, Hey, how are they? And every year I always send an email to my new, like, like last year they went into fifth grade. So I, I reached out and said, Hey, I'm just sending you well wishes to their first year, first day oh of fifth goodness, grade. That's so oh, sweet. That's amazing. You know? So it, yeah. and they were like, Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. It's, it's not about, it's just building those relationships yeah. to last. Yeah. So I highly predict year. that in a few years, we're going to have Miss Oliver up here, giving those junior rings or being <laughs> oh, that yeah. influential teacher at the high school. Oh, Absolutely. y'all. It's so, so it's just how, impactful. What grade are the first students that you taught in now? They would be ninth grade in Greenville. So, okay. yeah. Okay. I know it's getting close. I was like, wow. oh my gosh, y'all. It's, they're almost grown. Like, oh. it's been too long. That's what I was thinking. Like, oh my gosh, this is my 10th year in education. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. amazing. Yes. Well, you have been a pleasure to interview. I'm so so glad that you came over um, to be with us in the studio and we got to see you and see your excitement and see see you sing your song. Thank you for being brave and doing that. So we always like to give our guests the opportunity to leave our listeners with the last word. So what would you like our listeners to know? I just want to say, let's face it, teaching is hard. It is not easy, but you are valued whether you're a teacher, whatever your job is, you are valued. And just remember to take the time for yourself, that there truly is a balance. And I just wish you all the wet, the best of luck to you in the future because you are amazing. Thank you so much Thank for being here with so us, Chantel. Yes, we enjoyed you. this. Angela, where can our guests find you in the Chrome Squad on social media? You can find us on Twitter at Chrome underscore squad and also at our website, www.connectedforlearning.org. And where can our listeners find you, Lisa? Well, I post out on Twitter, everything school related at RCHS underscore Pogue, P-O-G-U-E. And we are also have a hashtag this year for our teachers. So it's hashtag team RCHS. You can use that and hopefully find some neat things that are going on here at Roy City High School. Thanks for tuning in to RC Teacher Talk, a podcast for and about real teachers in the trenches. Hosted by Angela and Lisa, the learning technologies team at Roy City High School. If you're enjoying this podcast, subscribe, rate, and review us. Make sure to say nice things. Go Bulldogs!